Hey, Kula. Hey, Kendra. We're back. Episode six. 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 Yes, episode yeah. six. We never know what episode it is, we but just be talk, we, we, here. Talk. we we here. We here. Exactly. We have a different uh, environment, but I love we it. We do. I do. I, I really like it, you know. The change up. Exactly. Yeah. We got, we got options. We have options. Options. Exactly. So we have, we have a lot. I don't want to say a lot, but we have a lot to be grateful for. Absolutely. And a lot of things to Absolutely. dive into that and what that looks like for this season, especially. Right. Especially because past two years, it was just like COVID central. Absolutely. And I think this is the first year that many of us was able to connect with family mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. like ground ourselves. So we're going to, we're going to dive into that. Dive right in. Before we look, but, but, uh. So dive into the hot topic. Let's we, do the hot topic. We rusty. We a little, okay, but we we here. We here. Okay. A little rusty. Um, the hot topic comes from Black Enterprise, who posted on Instagram that once Representative Karen Bass is sworn in as, an, as the mayor of Los Angeles, the four largest cities in the United States, New York, Houston, Chicago, and Los Angeles, will all be led by Black Democratic uh, mayors. Mm-hmm. And so this is this is really big news, right? Big, large cities um, in the United States being led by black people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I know we were also talking about Westmore yes. being elected in Maryland. Yep. Um, but yeah, I know we just went through the midterm elections. There's yep. been a lot of conversations around what's happening there. Um, a really interesting race that'll be happening in Georgia. Yes, the Senate runoff. I don't know. I've been watching watching that. Well, I'm down there now too, so I've been watching that um, often. So the mm-hmm. that's a U.S. Senate race. Yep. And so, what do you think? What's what do you? Yeah. So your take? Um, you know, looking at the four major cities that have a lot of things going on, from especially look at L.A. Homelessness is a, is a huge one. Yes. Um, in the limelight, there's been a lot of conversation about crime. Is it escalating? Things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's some there's some conversations around that as well. But to have these prominent leaders leading such big cities mm-hmm. like this, I think is a it's a win for us, right? But also to just just look see someone that looks like you that can yeah. lead a city um, with these big issues on their back is huge. Last week I was in New York City and I had the opportunity to talk to Eric Adams slightly, just a little okay, bit. Okay, look, she, y'all see how she just put that little flex, just you know, my, my <laughs> listen, she put that little flex in her. Oh, well, I had the opportunity to talk to <laughs> Mayor Adams. Well, he, you know, he, he had some really great points. Um, and this was at the uh, Urban League Equal Opportunity Center. He was okay. a speaker there. Um, but, you know, one thing that he, he did say is that, you know, if we, we are going to talk about these issues mm-hmm. and advocate for these issues, sometimes we have to be the person that leads as well. We can't be the person that just complains about it or expects other people mm. to do it, right? Yeah. So, yes, now we have, you know, people like Eric Adams and uh, Karen Bass who are leading these city, cities. But that also means that we need to be supporting them. We need to push these issues as well. It's not that it's not like we won. Yeah. Right. And so that's one of the messages that he gave to me and other people is that we have to be continuously pushing these issues and keeping these people in power as well. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting because like even just, you know, it goes back to our first season talking yes. about these comments and yep. what people have to say. But, you know, the reality is there there's some tough shoes to fill mm-hmm. in, the, in these roles and not even just tough shoes, but just a lot of responsibility mm-hmm. and what comes with that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of folks who are scrutinizing, rightfully so, right? Like when you get into a leadership role, it doesn't just mean automatic support. Right. You have to earn that support mm-hmm. and earn that trust along the way. And so folks are just saying, yeah, we'll be watching and and watching what happens in these cities. And of course, a lot of these larger cities have a to your point they have a lot of different issues yep. so what does that look like for them as leaders what does that look like um for the people within these cities right. 
obviously we have some affinity towards of some course. of these larger cities. Um, I think oftentimes about how our friends and mm-hmm. our people of like our communities of color talk about the, talk about the, what that means. Um, my brothers in Houston. Yep. My older brothers in New York City, and mm-hmm. so I look to them to to talk about some of the issues that they face yeah. on the day to day. Yeah, and I remember, um, you know, talking to uh, Sylvester Turner from Houston mm-hmm. last year, and it was a very pivotal moment for me. So being a part of the Urban League, he had came to speak with us. We had one of our retreats in in Houston. Okay, and um, and he's currently obviously the mayor of, of Houston. But one thing he said, which was that really stuck with me, is that when you're a leader you really have to groom the person behind you, mm. which we know, right? But he's like, once you, like, once you, you need to know when to step aside as well. So when we're talking about roles and responsibilities Oof, yeah. of these folks in these cities, is okay, you have, you're in this position, but now also who are you grooming mm-hmm. to come behind mm-hmm. you as well, which is really important. When we talk about leadership, and we talk Absolutely. about this all the time, but for whatever reason, <clears throat> when I had that conversation with him, that really stuck because obviously we hold a lot of leadership sure. positions. And I currently hold positions with the with the Urban League and National Urban League. And I've had to take a moment to say, okay, when is it my time to step yeah. aside yes. for someone else to lead? Yes. Because sometimes your ideas may be stale, they're old. I mean, you've been in those positions for a while. And so just having that conversation with conversation with them, always thinking about that. Okay. Um, especially because Houston is becoming that city that's innovative, right? Yeah. There's businesses going to that city. Yep. And so how are you going to continue to um, have that ability to, or have that happen in those positions? Yeah, I think I mean that's a great point in gen- general. Like l- thinking about your bench and what that looks like and how you're developing yeah. the folks behind you. Because yep. I think it's one thing to be in a role of authority and power and get people support in that way. But to your point, if you're not thinking about your exit strategy, what does that, does that look like? So in planning, mm-hmm. um, you're doing a disservice to the communities that you yep. actually serve or organizations that you serve too. Right. And I know as a topic of conversation, we mm-hmm. often have um, in the city of, of Buffalo too, right? Like how do we groom this next Mm-hmm. Leaders, the yep. next layer of layer of leaders that are into um, power yep. per se, or are managing people and need mm-hmm. to kind of get that next step in mentorship and sponsorship and yep. what that looks like. And yep. so it's not always done, yeah. but um, I think when you're a great leader, you are thinking about mm-hmm. what comes after yeah, you. It's so than you. yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. So well, we'll we'll keep a pulse on it. We will keep a pulse, and I'm sure the runoff. Yeah, I mean, so they already started early voting Saturday. Um, and the election day is what? December 6th? December 6th. Yep. 6th. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So let, let's then to, what yes. are we going to dive into? So <laughs> it's been a long, it has been a, been a while, y'all. But, um, so I know we were talking about being grateful mm-hmm. and it's the season of giving, um, the season of, <clears throat> you know, just being, a, being appreciative for everything that you have. Yeah. Um, and things that we manifest as well. Right? Yes. We're starting to see that and um, seeing the, the benefits of that. But, you know, this past week was Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had... What did you do? You, yes, you I listen, was jet setting off. So, Kendra, for for y'all, that's... Kendra has been... Every weekend in November, you've been somewhere. I've been, I have not been home in... All right, so yeah. give the people the rundown. Oh, the rundown. Okay, so um, went to Afrotech. What weekend was so, that? So I can't I'm remember, like, like the second week of November. Or did I go, did I go somewhere before? No. Nope. Okay, so I have the timeline. So the first weekend, we always talk about joy, right? We love traveling. Yes. The first weekend, we went to... New York to see the New York. Oh, Jazz okay, okay, yep, see, yep. Cool, I forgot already. I right? forgot that I was in that. 
Yes. And that dynamic. <laughs> so, yes. We went to go see the Bills versus Jets. Jets um, not have a favorite uh, win. It was very tough, but it still was a great experience. It was. Being amongst Jets fans, you know. I don't know about that part, but. It was just interesting to see how other people. We also, yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'll give you that. Fun, we did right? have fun. We did. Actually, uh, one, uh, one of the fans said he feels like he's at an away game because there's so many Bills fans That's true. There. Yeah. So that was kind of fun. That was fun. Um. You know, and then we got to explore the city. We ha- we had some fun. Yes. The following week, I was in um, Afro. I was at Afrotech. Okay. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Because I yeah. think that's that's so, a good th- um, thing uh, to talk about. I had to do some uh, recruiting for my job, mm-hmm. and for me, walking into a space where you had, th- I think, it said thirteen thousand people. Oh, I didn't know it was that many. Thirteen. 000, okay. Of just black excellence. Yeah. It does something to you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? Um, and there's people who walk in, who are walking into the space who are creators, who are innovators, mm-hmm. um, people who are currently holding positions within tech, looking for other opportunities, people who are trying to make the jump over to tech. Right? Okay. And I tell people all the time that, you know, I work in tech, but I'm not specifically uh, have a skill set as it pertains to maybe engineering or something like that. Right. But there's so many um Roles, roles yeah, within yep, tech yep. that you can fill, and that is the next wave. Yeah. Right? So there were um, top companies that were there. Like I said, there were people who had their own businesses and trying to get business from these top companies, mm-hmm. which was really great to see. Graphic designers, it was it was just amazing. And then um, we had also keynote speakers. So you had Chameleonaire. Oh, cool. Who was there. He okay. Was a keynote speaker. Okay. Um, and then also Mark Cuban was a keynote speaker okay. as well. Um, but it was just a great space to be in just to hear from people who are, um, you know, capra- uh, capital vent- uh, venture capitalists. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, just to see the excellence was, I mean, I have no words to it. Yeah. Right? Um, and just getting to network with so many different people. So that was great. And then networking with, with other students from HBCUs. Yes. Historically back-to-back colleges, universities. Yeah. And I remember having a conversation with one student, and um, they were saying that, I think they were sophomore. And they were saying that they were first-generation college okay. uh, student. And so they said that's the first step. But now they want to be engineers. So they're majoring in mechanical engineering. Oh, that's and they dope. never thought that would be for that's them. Dope. Right? That's dope. So they're asking questions and, and wondering what, what uh, opportunities are out there for them. And just connecting them with different people, it filled my heart with so much joy being there. Yeah. That, like, I'm coming next year. Listen, put me on that list because so. I'm like, I, I'm in, I dabble in tech a little. Put me on that dabble, list. I need to, dabble I dabble enough, right? Um, yes. But that's ran by Morgan. From uh, Blavity. Blavity, right? Mm-hmm. Which is dope to see a black woman. Yes. CEO, young, yes. doing her thing. Yeah. Um, and putting and, people on, other people on. Yeah, too. yeah. So, and that was, and then, of course, you know, you have the parties. So oh, of course. The after parties were great. But, again, it serves as another networking opportunity as well. So I've met people from all over the country who I will stay in touch with. Okay. Um, but I keep saying, like, if you can make it to Afrotech, I don't know where it's going to be next year. Mm-hmm. But it was in Houston this or sorry. See Houston, Austin. <laughs> yeah. Houston's on my mind. It was in Austin this year, but if you can make it down to Austin, definitely yeah, do it. Yeah, it's, it's something to see. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. So after Afrotech. So after Afrotech, um, I was in New York City. Okay. Um, for the National Urban League Equal Opportunity Dinner. Mm-hmm. And again, where she was just you know talking, chatting and chewing with with the mayor. 
uh, chatting, <laughs> chatting. Um, but yeah, so uh, networking again there was great. But being a part of the National Urban League and seeing the impact that the National Urban League has, mm-hmm. um, not only within obviously New York City, but then other uh, cities as well across the nation, and really focusing on empowerment. Yeah, right. It's just it's amazing to see. Um, and so just again networking there, had a great time, and then also had some fun. So yes. um, that weekend was filled with some amazing plays. So if, if people know me, I love theater. You do. Okay, because she has season tickets, y'all, to to Shays, to yes. which is a theater place down in Buffalo. Right, right. So yeah, I, I love theater. So I saw three plays that weekend. Three, three. Plays. I don't know if I knew that you saw three. I saw three. Plays. Okay. The first, the first one was Death of a Salesman. Okay. Amazing. The second one was the Piano Lesson. Ooh. And so um, that had. Uh, Denzel Washington's son in Ooh. it. He was like the main playwright. It had Danielle, uh, what's her name? Uh, she was on Orange is a New Black. Oh, um, I can't think of her last I can't name think right of it now. either, but I know who you're talking about. Um, I'm draw- drawing a blank on everybody's name, but Samuel L. Jackson was also in Oh, dope. Too. Okay. So it was a really, really great play. And then the last play I saw was called Ain't No Mo. Okay. Which is a really interesting play, and that was um, through Lee Daniels. Ooh. And the whole premise was, what if black people had a one-way ticket to Africa? Would you take it? One-way? One-way ticket. Okay. No return. Would you take it? And so The true year of the return, right? Yes. And it was so, that was probably one of the most powerful plays that I saw because it talked about you know, how as black people that we're creators, again, we're innovators, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Would you leave that in the United States or would you take you take it with So it was very thought provoking. Okay. Um, something it's something that you can't really explain it. You yeah. have to see you it. You have to see it. You have to see it. But it's on Broadway now. Um, how long? It's not for running a bit. for that long, but but it's been twenty so it was in Baltimore, now it's in New York City. Okay. Um hopefully it will get extended, but it's definitely um something to see. Okay. So those are my three plays that I saw in New York City. Then I was home for a few days in the in the she snow li- apocalypse. She liter- oh man. Yeah. In the snow apocalypse. Yeah. And then I went went off to Alabama and was with my family. My dad's from Birmingham. So I was with my family, family celebrate with them with Thanksgiving. Um, and then also, too, um, just gave a memorial for my grandmother who yeah. passed away two years ago. So yeah. that was just really great, and I felt at peace. That was like mm-hmm. the culminating event okay. because November was so busy, yeah, um, filled with great things. But then being able to be with family um, back in my roots in Alabama. So we were in Birmingham. We were in Montgomery. Okay. We were in Selma. Um, almost like chasing history. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, But it was a really great, great, great that, I mean, I followed you the whole time, so I saw everything that she was doing. I was like, oh, look at Kendra. Oh, there she is. There she is. I'm but everywhere. I think, you know, that, that, talking about roots, right, mm-hmm. and, like, and just the connection of roots, because I I have family in the South on my mom's side, but mm-hmm. then obviously my dad's side um, in Ghana, too. And I, and I feel like there's just this – you get really grounded when you're around family, mm-hmm. right? And it, especially when you're doing so much – busy work and traveling and things like that, that you can't really take that for granted. Right. You know, right. so. Yeah, it was definitely nice. I did not take my work laptop with me. Which oh. I was kind of nervous. Like, it's like the first day. Oh, my gosh, what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, but, you know, spending time with family and reminiscing um, about just the good old times, yeah. the road yeah. trips. I think at one night, um, my uncle broke out the old videos from. Oh we were my kids. gosh! Okay. So we played it on the wall and projector. It was just like it was. It was just That's so nice. fun. That's so nice. It was, it was a great time just being 
back with my people in Alabama. Um, so that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. My thing, I mean, it was low key for me. My mom uh, flew up from Atlanta mm -hmm. and we drove to Syracuse and spent mm -hmm. time with family. But it was nice. I yeah. think just I only opened my laptop once. <laughs> Only once. I wanted to do more, yeah. but I really couldn't because my little cousin's running around and so just cute. having fun with them. So mm -hmm. it was a good time. Yeah. It was a good time. Yeah, and you need that to just ground yourself and recenter. And, yeah. And, you know, again, we see what, we're, what we've been manifesting for the past couple right. of years. Right, right. Sometimes right. it's overwhelming. But it's also, also nice to put things in perspective. For sure. Yeah. So talk about manifesting things over years yes. and uh, a culmination. This is, honestly, I'm super excited because... <laughs> My co-host, yes. the book that she had been working on, and she's a contributing author, Yes, the pre-release is out. Yes, so it's called Six Figure Athlete. First of all, y'all, y'all hear that? Six figures. <laughs> right, right. Six figures. But here's the funny thing about it. When this opportunity was presented to me, mm -hmm. I was like, six figure athlete, but I'm not six figure figures. I've been manifesting. Girl, exactly. So, okay. and it's so... It's just so nice to see how everything have just come together, okay. right? Um, but, yeah, so this opportunity actually um, came to me a few years ago. I think it was, like, the beginning of the pandemic. So 2020, right? 20, okay. And, and I actually had one of my <coughs> friends from college who contacted me and said, hey, I saw this opportunity on social media, mm -hmm. and um, it's this publishing company that is looking for um, athletes, former student athletes, to come together and just create a book based off of their stories. Okay. And so, of course, you think that everything on social media is a scam, right? Well, you gotta, you gotta sometimes, most sometimes, time. yes. Oh but you got to really look at it intently. So I remember um, calling them up and having a conversation with them and um, just inquiring about the process and what it looks mm -hmm. like. And all of that, and at first it didn't look like the project was going to go because they didn't have they didn't have enough to okay. for student athletes to write about it. So it was a little delay on that end. Um, but you know, it took me a while to to write my chapter. So we all have a chapter in the book. Okay. Um, and I have so much to talk about about being a student athlete. It was so hard for me to pare it down to pare it after you've thought about right. everything you wanted to say. Right. So I wrote okay. down all this. So again, talk about manifesting years ago. Um, you know, one thing about being a student athlete, and you know this, right, mm -hmm. is that after you graduate, there's a period of time where you're like, what am I going to do with my life? Like, and you feel like you still have a lot of that student athlete mentality in you, yeah. right? Yeah. Right? But you're also trying to figure out, okay, what's next? Um, that adrenaline rush is no longer there. Mm. And so for me, I was coaching basketball because I still wanted to be a part of it. Um, and doing so many other different things. I'm like, how am I going to spend my energy? So I had a blog that was called um, Out of Bounds. Yeah, the yeah. Whole, the whole point was like, when the lights go dim, mm -hmm. what happens next? Okay. Right? And, and when you say the lights go dim, so the lights going dim. The lights go off. You get, like From... Whatever sport you're doing, you're doing. Yeah. Okay. So for basketball, it was you know when the lights are off, the scoreboard is off, mm -hmm. you step out of bounds because the game is over. Ah. What happens next? Okay. That was the whole premise of the out of bounds lights go dim um, uh, blog that I mm -hmm. had. Mm -hmm. So when I was writing, I'm like, there a chapter could be called out of bounds. So. All that to say is keep manifesting yeah, and yeah. putting things out in the app. You just never know when they when they need it and they come back, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's what the name of my chapter is. And it really just talks about my journey through when I started basketball and the mm -hmm. lessons learned mm -hmm. um, throughout basketball. 
And then also, too, as we just talked about, I love theater, right? So I incorporated theater ah, I can't into wait. Okay. the chapter, okay. really talking about dividing into different acts, so act one, two, and three. Ah. Um, but then also, I remember my dad always, always saying, you know, whether you're playing basketball or you're in a corporate setting, you're always auditioning. And okay. so I kind of incorporate that auditioning piece into the story as Interesting. well. So it's, it, was, it took me a journey, right? And, um, you know, it, it's I'm very thankful for the writing process, I know that at the end, because I definitely want to do a book by myself. Okay, solo. okay, okay. Um, but it was really great to also connect with other student athletes. So in the book, you'll connect with basketball players, football players, mm-hmm. soccer players. Okay. And all of us have a different story. So typically, you know, you'll hear about, you know, I turned um, my athletic abilities into all these different traits and have these skills and abilities. But this one is different because it really mm-hmm. talks. It has a story. Everyone has a unique story to mm-hmm. it, um, and so really excited for that's it. That's super. To, first of all, I'm like all all the things that you got going. Y'all didn't heard her talk about traveling every weekend. Um, you know, girl. little consulting here, little job here. Yeah. I say little job, little but job you here. know, we know, you know. So, but you know, it's it's all about. Again, managing your time. We talk about that yeah, a lot. Yeah, for sure. Right? Managing your time, even though I'm not the best at it as like I used to be. Yeah. Um, but I definitely have some skills from being a student athlete and doing right. that. But I think also too to your point, a lot of people don't see the behind the scenes, right? Yes. Yeah. We look yeah. at social media, yep. we see the end product. Yeah. But you don't see when we're up two, three AM right and getting up at six <laughs> o'clock, trying to work out, drink our water, right. exercise, look good. That that too. <laughs> we won't tell y'all what happened to the seventy five hard challenge because oh, yeah. it was soft challenge. Oh, was it the soft? It was the soft. We're gonna get back. I, you know, I've been I've been doing okay. Yeah. I mean, Thanksgiving threw me off. It did throw me off. I mean, the holidays are the holidays, but back on it. But yeah, so I think it's so it's interesting too, like um I also did sports mm-hmm. in, in college right. in that way, but it's funny because I was having a conversation recently with a CEO who was a former athlete, mm-hmm. and they talk often about the qualities of um, athletes and what, what that does. And I think mm-hmm. there was a correlation between like leadership yes. and athleticism yes. in terms of if you you know did a sport or whatever, and it's interesting in terms of that dynamic and what mm-hmm. that means because mm-hmm. in college, being a student athlete, I mean – both doing D1, it it's yes. demanding, it's right? And so demanding. you had to learn how to balance for a very long time. I think it also teaches you how to lead mm-hmm. in different ways as well. Right. And so like utilizing that mindset of an athlete and saying, saying, look, I'm down. There's 30 seconds left. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got to do X, Y, Z in order to, to right. win this game. Right. It comes into play with your work that you do, your mm-hmm. day-to-day life. I, I think there's a lot of things that you can learn from yeah. being an athlete and applying that to life. Right. So it's really, and I'm, I can't wait to read, yeah, you know, I'm, what you I'm got to talk about. I'm definitely excited. Someone actually um, said to me recently, too, they were saying that, you know, specifically with team sports, mm-hmm. you know, it sounds so cliche that there's no I in team, but you really don't um, understand that until you get older. And so when you mm-hmm. talk about leading, too, it's really important to, um, you know, lead with a team yeah right yeah um we talk about the whole uh, triangle effect right and so mm-hmm. you can't just have mm-hmm. the one leader up top mm-hmm. you have to sometimes have that inverted sure uh, triangle sure. as well and so it's all about leadership and um you know and teamwork so yeah. definitely definitely excited for it the other thing is if anybody's looking for any speaking engagements let me know listen um, our girl is ready I am ready. She's ready. I am ready. I've been waiting for this book to come yeah. out. So um, yeah. if you have not got your book, pre-orders are happening I already now. got mine. Thank I'm you, excited. Thank you. I'm yes. excited. And so it will be delivered to you in two weeks. Okay. Yes. Okay. That's yes. good to know. I, I want mine personally delivered. Okay. Okay. It will be autographed. You too. could. Yes. Yeah. 
autograph for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, we have so also too special shout out to uh, Brandy Miss Moses. Brandy Moses. Yes, she is. Hey, girl. Behind the scenes, and she is always working with us to make sure that we produce a wonderful product. So exactly, appreciate you, Brand. She can't hear. She can't say hear you say thank you, but. Thank you. <laughs> you can't hear, but you know. But ma'am, listen. You know we got. You know how we got to end, and I'm saying it first so that you have to go first. Oh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you go ahead. Yo, gym of the day. All right. Um, or gym of the week or gym of the month. Yeah, I think you know it's the season of being grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm thinking about that a lot, and I'm just very grateful to um, you know just get past these long, especially two years. I feel like yeah. I'm just pandemic years um i feel like we were seeing the light at the end of the tunnel a little mm-hmm. bit on this mm-hmm. and so i'm just really grateful for that um, i'm grateful for family but ultimately i'm grateful for just just having peace yeah. um it's taking a long time to get here mm, and, i like that um, okay you know and and the only way i got here was through grace yeah right yeah and so grace of god giving myself grace mm-hmm. and um i can actually say that i am at peace and i haven't felt this way in a very long time okay so, you know, that's just my, my gem. Um, but it but also too, you know, just been manifesting and we talk about this all the time. Yeah, so yeah. It's just happy I'm just happy to see it come to fruition. And I see it. You you glowing, girl. I you see know. it. You glowing. You glowing. You know, just a little bit. A little ting ting. Um <laughs> I would say in terms of my gem of the day, I think similar, right? Like in terms of being grateful and I think and I think about um the time that was spent with family and haven't it's like this duality that happens mm-hmm. with me, right? Because, yes, I brought my laptop, and I'm like, oh, I got to get these different things done. And then, you know, um, there's a, still a list of things that have mm-hmm. to be done. But I also think about just the time to pause and how much that really means in, in these different seasons. And even when it goes against what you had planned, mm-hmm. embracing it and accepting, mm-hmm. you know, what that looks like and making the best of it. And so yeah. I think – for me, it was the pause to be around family, the pause to not always have that laptop open, mm-hmm. to watch some TV, to, you know, eat great food with my family, to, you know, just spend time with my mom that yeah. came up and visited. It was really great. Yeah. It was really great. Yeah. So I'm appreciative of that. The work is still there. Um, and it is needed. It right? is what it is. So, you know, you know. obviously in our podcast, we talk about all things DEI. Right? Yeah. And this is a part of it is just taking that pause yeah. to just reflect. Yeah, exactly. Because this work is still hard. Right. Right. It's not going anywhere. Um, it's, it's here to stay. It's going to change a little bit. Right. Um, I think we talked about that or we will talk about we that. W- we will if we do. But, <laughs> yes. Um, but this is this is part of DEI work is to to make sure that you're good because they always say you can't pour, pour from an empty cup. It's true. Right, it's, right. it's true. And I, having that space to really process is really important too because you can start to plan for what, what mm-hmm. that looks like in the future. And so it's a lot of great things that are happening, yeah. um, you know, I think in both of our lives yes. in that way. I think yeah. about um, different projects that have come my way that I'm really excited to, to mm-hmm. be on and start. Um, and then just growing my team yes. on the consulting side, yes. which is super exciting. But Wait, can we pause right there? She said growing her team. Yeah, she, y'all. She's employing people. Yes. She's giving people paychecks. Yes, okay, yes. Which is huge. It is. It's scary, right? but it's, it's, it's huge. It, it is. It's, yes. And I don't think we, you know, we don't often take the time to really celebrate mm-hmm. wins along the way. And that's something that I've really tried to challenge myself to mm-hmm. do. But it's, it's work. You're giving people jobs. It, I am. It's work. I know. It's work. So I think that's the balance of it, right? It's it's nice to be in this position, and it's not like I'm just being in this position. I've worked to be in this position, right? And so 
recognizing that, but at the same time, looking at what balance looks like mm-hmm. with two full-time jobs. Yes. Lord. <laughs> but it is what it is, right? And I think I think making the – and my motto is usually – a day at a time, yep. and sometimes it's an hour at a time, sometimes it's a minute at a time, and I'm in a phase right now where it really is a day at a time, yep. you know, but Absolutely. I still make time for fun, y'all, yes, you know? of course, we have a lot of fun. We do, we do. Yes. Who, who's the Bills playing next? The Patriots. Oh, Thursday that's night, right, oh, that's football. right. Okay, we'll see what happens. We'll we got a lot of people on the injured list. We do. We're not going to talk about it. We're not. So. And even, even <laughs> so, we got to rewind. Okay, so every Sunday – or Thursday, I feel yeah. like we've had heart attacks watching this team. <laughs> I just have to put that out there for our listeners. Some of them are from Buffalo. Some of them are not. Some of them are haters because they, you know, support other teams yes. and be hating on the Bills. But, dang, every, I know, every Sunday. And I'm just tough. like, I'd be having heart palpitations. Like, I, I really, <laughs> even, I'm supposed to be relaxing and enjoying. No, no, no. no. Every week. Yes. It's like, dang, skirting by, skirting by, skirting by. I guess any other so. Ways support my team. But anyways, we'll see what happens on Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> All right, girl. Well, All right. You know, I'm appreciative of you. And of course. Brandy of course. And uh, Jamil from Cruise Control Media. Yes. Um, so this is the season of just being grateful. Yes. And it's a great season to be thankful yes. and grateful. Yeah. So we will see you all next time. All right. Peace.